Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. The Blues Booth is brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Boardwalk has three convenient locations, Manchester, Crestwood, or St. Peter. Or visit online at boardwalkhardwood.com. The Blues and the Tampa Bay Lightning play the back end of a home-and-home tonight in Tampa. The Stanley Cup champions knocked off by the Blues in a shootout the other night by a score of 4-3. to three. And joining us to talk about the Blues and the Lightning is the voice of the Blues on Bally Sports, John Kelly. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Good. I was worried the other night when the Blues fell behind 3-0, and I was pleasantly surprised with the comeback. And one thing that Panger told us that morning, J.K., is that the Blues needed to show up on time. They certainly do tonight, don't they? Yeah, no question. Tampa Bay obviously had a great start the other night, and they're going to get Stamkos back. Of course, he didn't play the other night. He had to come back to Tampa Bay. His wife was giving birth to a baby. So, you know, the last two games to me – uh, certainly the game against Tampa Bay when you're down 3 nothing in the first five and a half minutes is not a great start. That's that's an understatement. And even against Columbus, they did not have a very good first period. They were down one nothing in that game and then stormed back in the last two periods and played great hockey. So obviously trying to come from behind in this league is very difficult. It is in any sport, but especially hockey. And when you're playing quality teams like Tampa Bay and then Florida on the weekend, um, and then, of course, next week, another game against the Panthers. You don't want to be chasing games. So I think the Blues need to have a better start tonight. Hopefully they can get it tonight here at Emily Arena. John, Jordan Cairo is leading the Blues with 23 points, and he is just so fun to watch. It seems like we're watching a star develop in front of our very eyes. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that, Amy. He he is just full of skill and, and speed and the toe drag moves and beating guys one-on-one. I mean, this is a good league as we know. It's the best league in the world. And you just don't see players get beat one-on-one that often. But almost every night, Jordan Cairo will do that. You know, he doesn't go end-to-end and score highlight reel goals every night. Nobody does, not even Connor McDavid. But he just has the ability to be so slippery and so fast and so elusive. And it's amazing. So it's a great start, and he continues to develop. And, you know, even the other night um, in the tie game, he had, a, he had a breakaway with, I don't know, seven or eight minutes left and um, didn't score on Brian Elliott. Um, but obviously he could have won the game there. And that's the biggest thing with him. Even in a, in a tight game or, or regardless of how well he's played in a game, he's always a threat to beat guys one-on-one or, or use that speed and get a, a break or a breakaway and score a big goal. So, not many guys have that ability in the NHL. Most goals we know are scored, 
you know, on rebounds or tip-ins or cycle plays, but he's, he's a game-breaker, and it's great to, to have one on your team like the Blues do. And He's not the only one, obviously. Hey, J.K., the, the schedule does slow down a bit in terms of the fact the team is not playing, let's say, four games in seven days, and it seemed like that was the, the case to, to start this season. How much do you think that has been a factor with the injury bug that the team has gotten here recently, and how much can it benefit them now that it starts to slow down a bit? Well, yeah, Dan, obviously you want to be healthy. And I think that it certainly disrupted the chemistry maybe after the first month when they had that great start. And then they had, you know, six players, not all at once, of course, but six total players come down with COVID or go in COVID protocol. And those guys are all back now. And then Shen, of course, missed a couple of weeks with an upper body. And now you have Bozak out and and Clem Costin and, and a few others. So, you know, I, I think honestly, though, that in, in this year's NHL, because of COVID, I think you're going to always have players out of the lineup. So yeah. the, the depth is tested. It, it really is. And the Blues are one of the deeper teams in the league. I mean, they called up Logan Brown the other day, um, Jeff's son, and he scored a goal in his first uh, game as a Blue. His dad, of course, was there. His mom It was a great sight. So, you know, obviously Logan didn't have a great camp and, and was traded for the to the Blues from Ottawa for, for Zach Sanford. And um, I, I think that there's a, some upside here, and he was a first-round pick, so I think it's it's good to see. But getting back to my point is you have to have a lot of depth, and obviously the Blues do that. And as you said, Dan, yeah, the Blues get a bit of a break here because after Saturday afternoon's game, they don't play again until Tuesday, but then they have four games next week. But after Saturday afternoon, they do have a bit of a break, and that's good. Hey, what have you thought of uh, Perunovic, one of the guys that they've used as depth, and we've heard so much about him? Um, what do you thought of his play so far? You know, Dan, I, I've been very impressed. I, I thought his first game, uh, you know, he came in with a lot of composure, and he, he's doing what he can do well, which is skate the puck, make plays. I mean, that play he made on the game-time goal the other night by Barbashev was uh, a very high-level play where mm-hmm. he, he has it at the line, he beats a couple of guys, he, it's a, a no-look pass to Barbashev. I mean, guys don't – you don't get taught that, Dan, as we know. I mean, that's just – innate ability so it's amazing you know he, he did struggle in the game in dallas when the blues lost that game and gave up a couple of shorthanded goals i think he was minus two that night uh, but he wasn't the only one that was on the ice for the power play goals i'm not blaming him but i think overall um in the handful of games that he's played i've been really impressed for a kid that had never played in the national hockey league um, obviously his skill when you, when you watch him skate and pass the pockets it's, it's high-end skill and, and again you can't teach that kind of stuff john kelly with us on 101 espn and jk i want to circle back to logan brown and i want to get your read on what he can become so much of this sport and we've seen it heck we saw it with brett hall we saw it with pavel dimitro we saw it with brad boys so much of it is being in the right place at the right time in the right lineup with the right group of guys what do you think logan brown's upside is if everything falls his way well, Randy, that's a hard question because, you know, we honestly haven't seen a lot of Logan. He did play in a couple of preseason games, and we saw him in camp, and I would say his camp was only average. And Bruby admitted the other day that he, he was playing better down in Springfield. He was skating better. He worked on his skating and maybe his conditioning. Um, so I don't know because I, I just haven't seen this kid play a whole lot. I, I do think that the other night, and he only played about seven minutes, you know, aside from the goal, he made plays, though, Randy. You know, he, he got the puck and he made plays. He just didn't, you know, chop the puck and, and move it into the corner and things like that. He seemed to have some confidence. But, again, he was a first-round pick. And I know in talking to Andy Strickland um, 
our colleague on Bally, you know, Andy saw Logan play as a, as a 16 year old and even as a kid. And, you know, he was as talented as all of those other first round picks that were, were picked in his draft year when, you know, Kachuk win and, and, and Clayton Keller and the others. And, you know, as, as a teenager, he was as skilled as any of those kids. And for whatever reason in the national hockey league, it just so far hasn't worked for him, but, Remember, he, he came from a team that really struggled with the Ottawa Senators, and now he's on a really good team with more structure, um, probably better leadership and things like that. So I think, you know, he's set up for more positivity now with the Blues. But as far as his upside, Randy, I think we need to see him more. But he is a huge guy. That's the first thing I mm-hmm. noticed when I saw Logan this summer at that event at the MAC. I, I saw Jeff, and I know Jeff really well because I was here when he, when he played for the Blues. But Logan's 6'6". I mean, he's a big kid, so he can skate pretty well and has good skills. So his upside, I don't know. But obviously, I think it was a good risk for Doug Armstrong to make getting Logan back into his hometown. And finally, J.K., for young people that might be driving down the road right now, they may not realize that John Kelly was the original voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you you started what they have now. The back-to-back Stanley Cup championships wouldn't have happened without John Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Give me all the credit. Yeah. I was here in 92 and they actually played their games. Um, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but they played their games at the Florida state fairgrounds, which is about 20 minutes outside of Tampa in a tiny little arena that seated about, I don't know, 10,000 fans or so. Um, and, and during one game during the state fair, literally the lightning players, the, their locker room, um, the back door was, was open into the area where the fans were and they were selling cotton candy and corn dogs outside the locker room at the Florida State Fairgrounds during a National Hockey League game. So sort of a, probably a, it's never been done before and won't be done again. But uh, th- those are memories that I remember forever. Great times, and now they're at a great arena here in downtown, and, and their franchise is one of the best in the league. I bet your golf game was pretty good, though, when you were the uh, announcer for the Tampa Bay Lightning. It, it was really good, Dan. A lot better than it is now, trust me. And that's not because I, I, I don't I, – my wife, you know – she loves me to go golf and stuff like that. I just am not nearly as good as I was. That's just a fact. You're I got right. you. <laughs> JK, have a great day in Tampa, and we'll be tuned in tonight on Bally Sports. All right, guys. Thanks for having me.